Hello and welcome yet again to another episode of the Melanie and Ben uh, show, or the Ben and Melanie show, or the Ben and the Melanie Mel- show. The, the Melanie show. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is your host Ben. Uh, we're uh, and uh, here with Melanie, obviously. Hi. Uh, we're uh, coming at you from the salon. Uh, former salon in our house. Uh, this is where we recorded every single episode, actually. Um, and I just thought that was really kind of a relevant thing. Um, when I took uh, French history a million years ago, I remember like uh, reading about salons and stuff like that. And in uh, the word salon, really, it, it, it's like uh, this is a this is a former uh, beauty salon, so it's not really related, I suppose. But uh, uh, a salon. Um, in hi- historical terms, is a uh, gathering of people held by an inspiring host. During the gathering, they amuse one another and increase their knowledge through conversation, which is exactly what we're uh, intending to do uh, with each other, I suppose, if, if nobody else. And <laughs> um, these gatherings often consciously follow Horace's definition of, of the aims of poetry, either to please or to educate. Uh, salons in the tradition of the French literacy and uh, philosophical movements of the 17th and 18th centuries were carried on until as recently as the 1920s in urban settings. So, anyway, I just thought that was just uh, kind of cool. I didn't, uh, I mean, I wasn't really even thinking about it when we first started doing this podcast at all. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we're actually just like actually in a salon recording this thing um, <laughs> every week here. So, and yeah, anyway, that, that, that was neat. Yep, we're sitting here with our microphones right next to the hair washing bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <I think. laughs> a literal salon. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, so, so what's going on today? Yeah, a lot going on in the world. And uh, Oh my gosh. Try not to be too negative, really. Um, but yeah, Ukraine, Ukraine. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a clusterfuck that is. But before we even get to that... Uh, yeah, I think we want to talk about some more local politics and local stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and you had... So yeah. I was wanted to talk about, you know, the Douglas Township recall situation. Uh, isn't it Douglas Township? Uh, yeah, I think they're... Well, I, th- I don't think it's just Douglas Township. I think the, the one in the paper was actually Sydney Township. Well, Sydney I think Township. there's several recalls Yes, several going recalls on going on locally. All in several townships, I think, at this point. Um yeah, and that's that's just like a big old uh, 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 mess from my point of view. I'm actually kind of shocked at the behavior of some of the uh, the participants of some of these uh, township meetings uh, lately. Um, they're just acting outrageously. Uh, the people that are going to the not not the people on the township boards, but the people in the township meetings. Uh, there was an open letter apparently written to the Daily News. Uh, by uh, Laura uh, Engel here. Uh, it looks like it was on February 26th. Um, really just talking about this. Um, uh, this is apparently there's a recall attempt on four people in Douglas Township. Um, like I said, the most recent thing I read was actually there's a recall. Uh, th- three people in Sydney Township were recalled. I did not read that. Yeah, oh, so okay. that's... Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, this one's about the, the Douglas Township thing. And... Um, Three are being cited because they voted, and one is being cited because she didn't vote. You can't, and they, they, according to what this letter says, you can't make it up, obviously. Basically, you can just recall anybody for anything in this uh, state from the sounds of it. And um, that's kind of what this letter is saying, really, too. Um, and it, I really, uh, getting down to it, 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 it appears, I mean, 
I hate to be conspiracy minded or anything. I mean, I hate to be just like, oh, there's alternative. I, I, I think there's more than just wind power here at stake. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like the, the goal of some of this is just to make inefficient government because who the hell is going to want to run for any of these positions if like it's just going to be a drama clusterfuck yeah, every single time. It isn't just yeah. that. I mean, I mean, it's going on in the townships and the school boards locally too with people coming out and screaming about this yeah. or that and it's just like I mean, I wouldn't want to be on any kind of cops board. Have had I to wouldn't be called. Want, I wouldn't want to be answerable to the no. public. Uh, if they're just going to scream in my face and yeah. Where's the decorum, gonna, people? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not yeah, obviously where's the fucking decorum? <laughs> The, yeah, I, where's I'm the fucking decorum? Talk. I'm not one to talk. I'm not one to talk. But, but I'm not going up into these board meetings and screaming in people's faces and stuff right. either. So, like, that's, that's uh, you know, I, I'm not you know, <laughs> one to talk at all. But I don't think they're really mm-hmm. there to make a point. They're just there to disrupt local government. They're there to disrupt school board meetings. That they're not really be, there to do anything yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, I think wind may be the tip of the iceberg here because I think the wind power thing is happening somewhere or whatever, either way. Yeah. might not be happening in Sydney, you know, but it's going to be happening some other place. You know, they're renewable energies, this this war is actually highlighting the need for that. Uh, we do not need to be importing energy, uh, which we don't in the United States really by and large. But no one should have to be importing energy. I think every country wants to be energy sufficient, self-sufficient, self-sufficient yes. now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And um, yeah. I, anyway, it's just that I, I would have to say it just seems a bit. I feel like they're using the wind issue to just make local government, like you said, just not function, not have qualified people, and then almost like if if, if everybody who's qualified and everybody who gives a shit just like falls away then the township boards or groups uh, are just going to end up being just like yes men to whatever corporation wants to come in and just plow over like for drilling, uh, natural gas, uh, you know, mining, um, uh, any sort of natural resource exploitation, really. Yep. I guess you could include one in that too. But mm-hmm. uh, you could, you know, you could, but that doesn't seem like the current situation very much. But um the uh, sorry, there's uh, kids running around. Yeah, <laughs> we have children uh, yet again. Uh, we yes, say this yes. every episode. Every time, yeah, <laughs> I heard a bump in the night. Yes, bump, and bump, it bump. It was a child <laughs> in the middle of the night staring at me. Yeah, um, which does actually happen. It is yes, and it is terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think this is exactly what you're saying is that it's trying to disrupt local government, maybe not even just for resource extraction, but like making it like clown townships. Just, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, all I meant was it's not even that. Just any sort of corporate interest would just mm-hmm. make they just they just view it as easier mm-hmm. to do business if they with just, people if, that if, don't know anything about people government. People that don't know shit about <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. They can just yeah. come in. I don't care whether it's even building a McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's like. Or, you know, like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I guess, like, or, or building a mine. You know, yep. it could be a massive project. It could be something that's small. It doesn't really matter. But then they don't have to, like, they don't have to have any regulations being enforced because no one in local government will enforce any sort of local regulations because they won't know them because they're just going to be clowns, you know, mm-hmm. basically. And, uh, I, yeah, that's almost seemingly what's happening a little bit. So, yep, uh, yep. And like in the United States, anyway, you know, I mean, the saying goes like all politics are local, right? Um, which 
can't say who originally said that, but that's that's really it. It's all grassroots. Every politician in the United States, it's all based on a really, really, actually very complex system right. of local rules and ordinances that vary greatly from city to city, from village to village, from township to township. Um, yeah, so the, anyway. These senseless recalls that are just wasting everyone's time and also the going to the meetings and screaming thing and yelling and being disruptive tells me like again that they don't have a message they're not trying to actually change things they're not trying to actually be a grassroots movement because any person of adult age knows that if you scream no one will listen to you you need to be but professional no i know i don't think that's the i don't think the goal is to run for office and win like if they really want to change something, they would actually run for local right. uh, office. They wouldn't right. just go there and scream at everybody. Mm-hmm. They well, I think some people that are doing this are legitimately just mentally ill. Um, yeah. <laughs> from the sounds of it, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna. And then you know, like there's uh, on top of that, um, they're bogging down lawsuit after lawsuit. They're suing some individuals. Are suing? I just read in the paper. Uh, I'm glad the Greenville Daily News exists to keep track of all of this, but. Um, I mean, there's people suing now uh, over for slander type reasons and stuff like that. It's like, oh my gosh, um, you know, let's just uh, chill out. Um, I hate to say it, but I feel like the divisiveness that maybe started at the top uh, in the news and in, in Fox News and One News America or whatever the hell, all these like in reality almost. And sometimes in Russia, Russian, uh, I can't think of it, RT News was part of that too. Um, and they're, they're a Russian-funded news network. Yep. Um, you know, and they're, they're shut down now. Like, they're, they're gone. Um, and, uh, and I don't, I don't, you know, that, uh, I don't know what else could be said about that. I mean, I don't think Fox News is getting its funding from Russia, but I think some of these other like more liberal networks you know definitely like the rt today or whatever it was called was it called russia today yes right yeah i can't remember it's been on satellite forever it seems yep. like now i remember watching it a million years ago mm-hmm. it's just like oh an alternative perspective on the news which i thought was actually interesting at first um back in the back in the aughts when it started you know i didn't really have a problem with russia but Obviously, that's that's uh, changed <laughs> so since then, and now, yeah, they've laid off everybody. They're done. Their 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 job is done. Probably in reality. Um, hmm. Let's talk some solutions, though. I think that what needs to happen is leveler heads need to go to these meetings. I don't care which side of the the aisle you run on, but leveler heads in this community need to come forth and and speak up in a calm manner professionally against these people that are uh screaming at these meetings they need to support the rule of law and the rule of local government and not let these crazy things go on they need in the in the local townships they need to know they have some actual calm supportive people that believe in local government there maybe to back true. them up and maybe like people like uh us should be going to these meetings i'm not even you know i'm not like somebody that goes to local meetings you know and I'm, uh, or anything or has any involvement in any of this and, and never has um but um yeah i know and not just us but a lot because i think the majority of people are not crazy no they the majority of people around here are definitely probably conservative mm-hmm. but i don't think they're crazy 
You know, and they're just, this is like the Shire, you know. <laughs> this is like Hobbiton, you know. We just don't, you know, we don't truck with outsiders in their ways or something. Right. You know, that, that's what I look at it like. Mm-hmm. But they don't, people here don't like big changes, you know. They, they're afraid of change. They don't like big change. So I, and I can't fault them for that because they like it how it is. Yep. And, uh, you know, um, they think a bus route or something is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that, 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 that that's... That's not to say like what's been happening lately is a diff- there's a different thing going on, and like that's uh, completely yeah that that's scary mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like threats right uh, you know all kinds of stuff like like the people are just they're taking that message from Fox News like don't don't trust anything don't trust the government you know they're taking that message and they're applying it to their neighbors essentially yep to their friends and neighbors and. I, it's just unbelievable, you know, I, mm-hmm. like, they're just, uh, um, like, don't fucking believe Tucker Carlson, you know, over your fucking neighbor you've known all your life, you yep. know, like, what the fuck is wrong with people, like, mm-hmm. they wanted, obviously, they, part of, part of them wanted this, you know, yep. but, yep. good grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to transition off this subject real quick, and, uh, since we're talking about updates, uh, updating. Well, well, I was going to say, can we take a little break really quick and then we'll sure. be right back? Sure. Okay. And we're back. Um, all right, uh, Melanie, you had something you wanted to say, right? Yeah. One of our first episodes was on the Oxford shooting, and I just wanted to give a quick update. They were trying to move um, the young boy, Crumbly, there to uh, juvenile facility and it was decided by the judge that the boy will stay in adult jail currently he is being held at a clinic inside of the county jail away from adult inmates and the the judge reasoned that it'd be too much and too dangerous for the juveniles in a juvenile facility for him to be there so currently he is still going to be in the adult jail I actually, um, uh, I think I read this story too, and I, I actually agree with it. Uh, normally, I don't weirdly, but it's not. It's just the jail. It's just well, I think they're like waiting. They they can't let him out. Obviously, it's oh, a threat no. to everybody. I mean, but I mean, it, it, like I think they said, the juvenile detention center doesn't have the resources correct to deal with him because uh, they'd have to keep him completely separate from everybody else there. They'd have to have like you know. Basically, he has to have like private security. They said it basically he he has like his own freaking part of the jail to himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, they cannot put him with anybody. Um, he's just too. Actually, I'm sure his life would be in danger mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Um, as well, and you know, he's in the custody of the state, so they can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm actually not disagreeing with this. Uh, I'm not entirely sure still if I don't... I mean, I think he is being tried as an adult, though. I don't think I entirely agree with that, necessarily. Um, but I don't... I definitely... this I, Actually, this feels like kind of a non-story a little bit. I mean, not a non-story, but I mean, kind of like a clickbaity story. <laughs> you know, because, like, they're just like, oh, he's an adult jail. It's like, well, where the heck are you going to keep him? He's like a freaking mass murderer, you know? Like, they gotta keep, they can't put him in just, like, juvie, you know? So... Mm-hmm. It's a sad case for that kid. I really feel like the kid was made. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Not even made. Just, just 
he was psychotic or whatever the heck the voices were talking to him and everything. And he and it's still just like so sad. His parents were so out of the picture, and they just yeah. Ah man, just wow. If your kids say that they're the voices are talking to the man, take them to the doctor. Give them some help. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, especially if the voices are telling them to kill people, which apparently was that he, he literally was writing this down and telling them this, yep. and like they're just like, "Oh, you're fine." Yeah, yeah. They were too self-absorbed mm-hmm. to pay attention to their kids. You're just fine, but that did not work out well for anybody. Mm-hmm. Good God, um, I don't have another good segue. <laughs> I'm gonna just I had picked uh, out several little things to talk about here. Okay. Um, this one kind of relates to the local stuff we were talking about in voting and democracy and law. Um, on January 18th, this was published, <clears throat> so this was a little old, but <clears throat> I just learned about it, that Texas rejected hundreds of mail ballot applications under their new voting limits, which is a form of voter suppression. Uh, it says later in the article, the local... Um, People yeah. that do the uh, that run the elections locally weren't even clear on exactly how that law impacted things and how what they were supposed to accept and what they weren't by the yeah. time the vote came in uh, March first. Well, so yeah, they threw out uh, three hundred applications because people failed to meet the law's stricter ID requirements. So there's probably people that think they can vote through the mail that probably can't. They're not yep. even going to know till right up. Correct. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't agree with any kind of voter suppression. I wish they would pass the federal voting act, fair voting act. Um, Boy, I think now with the war and everything, I think everything is everything shelved. Everything's going to be shelved. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could, I could believe that. I actually was hoping for postal reform too, but I'm pretty sure now that's on the back. I think, I feel like everything's probably on the back burner. I guess I don't know. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I feel like everything is just going to be sidelined now from here on out. Um, so, um, which is sad. Um, I know that, uh, we watched the state of the union address, which I thought was pretty good. Um, I was thrilled to be watching the state of the union and Mm -hmm. see a ribbon skirt in the background, which belongs to Melissa Isaac, who was asked by Jill Biden to be there for her work with mental health issues. He didn't actually do a shout students. out to her though, right? I mean, I, he did talk he, about mental it? health issues and he education. He just talked about it, but he didn't actually. Yeah, he didn't. She, name she was her. on camera, really. But I do know her. She is my former boss when I worked on the reservation. She's awesome. Wow, that's um, so amazing. that was really cool to see a native person Yay. on there. Yay! Um, so that was really cool. Uh, I did read another article that was not so happy about Biden's State of the Union address because race racial issues uh, were not mentioned in the speech. Uh, and this article came out in, I'm sorry, on NPR on March 5th. Isn't and this it's entitled Racial uh, Justice Activists Say Biden's State of the Union Address Missed the Mark. So they're saying, I basically, I read through this here, they're saying that... Uh, He's supporting police reform legislation, but, um, and he also is promoting the first black woman on the Supreme Court, but they wanted him to say something else about coming together on race. 
you know. Isn't this an example? I feel like at risk of sounding like an old fogey who's completely out of touch with everything, which I'm going to sound like that, I know. But, like, uh, I feel like this is, like, the left sabotaging itself again. Like, this just sounds like an example of, like, oh, Black Lives Matter people are attacking Bernie Sanders. You could, like, dear God, what the fuck? You know, like, that sounds exactly like what's going on with... He, he nominated the first black female, you know, Supreme Court justice, you know. I mean, she's not confirmed or anything yet, but I, she probably will be from the sounds of it. And apparently that's not good enough. You know, that's basically what they're saying. I, I just don't... I don't buy it, man. Sometimes it's just... It's exactly like that. It's just why the fuck... This is why the Democrats lose... Dude, I mean, I know I'm, 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 I'm totally sounding like an old fogey here on this one. I know I'm sounding out of touch, but I feel he's like seeing is, my face right now, which can't, you can't see. <laughs> they can't come together. They just gotta. Why, why, why are the Republicans need to attack Biden when the Democrats will do it for them? That's what it seems like to me. That's so, true. I understand where you're coming from, but I also understand where the black population is coming from. Of we have wait, they have waited like hundreds of years, people. What they want to be is not ignored. They want the president to speak to it. I don't Even though he can't change every single institution in the country and he's trying to do his best, he needs to speak to it because he, He people will follow him. Don't his actions speak louder than words though? His, he literally is nominating the first black female Supreme Court justice. Again, like I don't understand, uh, like uh, whatever, I don't know. This just feels like it's intentionally divisive, almost. It's just the left sabotaging itself. Well, so, the left was sabotaging itself a little bit anyway, right after our, the State of the Union. This that didn't, didn't have anything that. to do with this, this particular article. They were arguing, one of the, one of them, that's uh, her name, Ken. Party got up, yeah, and Ken, argued. No, no, Ken, Ken, I just want to get the name of the, uh, the nomination, uh, the nominated uh, Supreme Court, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ketanji, Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Brown Jackson. Yeah, right. I just anyway just wanted to make sure we I got that out there, but um, yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. What was uh, I? T- was uh, Talib right? Is her name uh, Rashida Talib? Rashida Talib, thank you. Uh, from what Dearborn right mm-hmm. gave the rebuttal? Yep. From the far left, apparently, which is insane and ridiculous as well. Because we're the same party. But 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 but, but uh, from what I understand, it was nothing but like wholehearted positivity. About him, pretty much. Like, it wasn't... They were like... She was just like, yeah, he's awesome and great. This is great. The Democrats are great. And I, I almost feel like they just wanted... It wasn't even about that, but they made it into like, oh, this is the left rebuttal. But I don't even think it was that. It was just like they wanted something to fill the air while the Republicans were doing their rebuttal. <laughs> so, like, they needed yeah. to do, like, uh, another channel. I don't know if it was on MSNBC, whatever. But not another channel. They wanted to have the the, the liberals to take up airtime too, mm-hmm. and I wonder if this is just going to be a common thing now. Every time they do a state of the union, they're going to have both parties just right. do their own rebuttals, um, even though it doesn't make sense because it sounds like she was one. In reality, she was pretty much completely backing him. She was not attacking him. Right. Like, yeah, I, I did. But the idea that there was a rebuttal, I just thought, well, it why are we rebutting really our rebuttal. own party? It was almost like a compromise. They, should, yeah. they shouldn't have called it a rebuttal. They, they should have called it a confirmation. Yes. Yes. I agree it's with like you. She, she just is saying, yeah, we're the base of the Democrats. We have your back. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, 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 that's what, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, she probably said that. 
I didn't watch it, <laughs> to be honest, because I, I, yeah, I, I watched I watched the State of the Union. That was enough. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't agree though about the I I don't. It was the founder of Black Lives Matter who is criticizing him. I just looked that seriously, seriously. I don't know. That just seems to me like, ugh. I know we don't live in a utopia. Yeah, we are not there yet. But you know what? We're almost going to have World War Three right now. So like, there's some bigger things happening. We just have to like figure this out. That's what I feel like. I know we haven't solved race <laughs> yet. It's like we're working on it. He's working on it. But what? One need, day at a time. It could have that's, been. That's, listen to me. All he would have had to do is to say two sentences what? about it. Two sentences about it. We're still working for you know, uh, like not profiling and uh, a calmer, general, gentler police force so that. Black men aren't murdered in the streets. Anything like that. Any kind of word like that. That we're supportive of African American people. Besides the Supreme I Court thing. Think that... The people on the ground. It may have made a big okay. difference. You need to use the words. You need to use the words of support. Sort of like Biden during his speech was like. Yeah we're pro police. I don't believe in defunding the police. We're going to fund the police. He doesn't. That was pandering to the Republicans. No he's pandering to the center. Not Republicans. He's pandering to the center. Mm. Believe me, the far right Republicans probably don't like police either. Yeah, probably. They're not. I mean, they pretend to, but in reality, they like to just be the authority or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But like the yeah, I, I think that um, no, he's pandering to the center. He's, he's to the to the bougie people who have property right. and stuff. The, the police you. are there to protect their stuff. Right. So that's the, he you needs know. to pander to African Americans because they're the ones that put his ass in the fucking chair. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. But brown people voted for him, so no, we know. didn't have the terror of Trump, and and they need to get something out but of that. But also, the center put Besides, him there. the center mm. put him there. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of Republican votes. He did. He 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 won against Trump because he stole some of those voters. You know, because Republicans could vote for him, they could not vote for Elizabeth Warren. They were not. They probably weren't going to vote at all no. if she was a candidate. No. Just an example, I'm not saying Elizabeth Warren would have been necessarily the candidate, but somebody like, on that level, or Bernie Sanders, they, they, they wouldn't have been able to vote for them. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of him even being the one was, uh, you know, so he could actually get those center people. Um, all right, so I'm going to transition off this topic before I get right. too angry and go to something fun. Or something lighthearted and not having to do with war for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to do this real quick here. Um, who among you out there grew up with watching Reading Rainbow with LeVar Burton? I did. I can still I did. partially sing the song. <laughs> they changed the song at one point and I didn't like the new version. No, it has to be the old version. Yeah, the old one is the, the kind of disco-y. Reading Rainbow. In the sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um fuzzy feelings so i'm kind of disappointed but i know that you know lavar burton can't do it forever but reading rainbow is getting a reboot without him without lavar burton and they're hiring a, a a younger cast for the the rainbow show I'm kind of hmm, kind of makes me sad but you know lavar burton is not a spring chicken anymore and he uh you know, has other things probably on his plate. He reads to kids still. I love this man. I love him on Star Trek, and I love him 
because he inspired me to read so many books and try to inspire all the kids I've ever met in my life to read books because you even if you're poor you can go to the library and you can go anywhere in the world or be anyone and understand other people yeah. better maybe that if more of actually... us did this we would feel better about our neighbors and find nope. some common ground the libraries are the best invention ever in the United States. It's just the best. I, to be honest, I used to take a little red wagon to the library, and when my 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 sister's kids were little, we used to do the same thing and just fill that, and we'd read them all week. And uh, I swear, I learned more at the library. I read all kinds of stuff. I was a book geek back in the day, and I re- I learned more at the library than I ever learned in school, because I read all kinds of stuff. I mean, I checked out all kinds of stuff just out of curiosity, you know, just to learn things. No, libraries are probably one of the most important American institutions that yes. we never, ever, ever, ever want to let go of. I mean, I've just the reason I say that is I've read a lot of international people uh, comments online um, about how like they wish they had library systems mm-hmm. like this in other countries. It's just it is very rare, actually. That's it, a lot of it was set up. I mean, in the eighteen hundreds, through endowments and philanthropists yep. Yep. who just donated their huge amounts of fortunes, so like every small town could have a library, basically. Yep. Um, and that is amazing that that just like happened here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so love your local libraries; they mm-hmm. can get any book you ever wanted for you. Mm-hmm. And also check out the National Archives. Uh, they have all kinds of things, and the Smithsonian also does, even recordings, so, old recordings so, of folksy songs from the Appalachian Mountains. You can but, find all kinds of stuff. But back to the story, though, like uh, Jordy, or uh, LeVar Burton there, he's like, uh, I'm a, I like, I call him Jordy Forge. Yeah, Jordy. But, um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah, so uh, he, what's he doing exactly then? I don't know. It didn't really, I didn't really get it much out of what he's doing because oh. the article was mostly about the reboot of the show with a new cast. So I'm not sure if uh, he's going to still do the app version or what. Yeah, right. There's an app, Rudy Rainbow or something, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh huh. Well. Anyway, it's awesome. He's still out there doing stuff. I I, I remember. Uh, it seems like I, I donated uh, 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 money to like a, a, a Kickstarter or something. It was for, the for most that, backed the, Kickstarter the, campaign the, ever. Like, and ten it years ago or something. Reached right? yeah. a goal of one million dollars within twenty four hours yeah. to bring back Reading Rainbow. Yeah, they brought it back. I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah. That's. Yep. They got a lot of. I mean, I donated to it. I know that. It, it, that was a big thing yep. at the time. It, they were. I want to say it was 10 years ago. Maybe it wasn't actually 10 years ago. Maybe it was like eight years ago or something. Time flies. I don't know. Oh, here's but, a, mm-hmm. Okay, so the Kickstarter campaign, he wanted to bring it back everywhere on apps, on, on the internet, oh. everywhere. And then the folks at WNED did not share Burton's excitement. They sued him, alleging contract and trademark violations. Whoa. They said he created new Reading Rainbow episodes and talked to Netflix without the permission. He even took issue with the fact that he was still using the catchphrase, but you don't have to take my word for it. After a couple of years of bitter legal battles, the party settled. Burton changed the name of his company to LeVar Burton Kids. Oh! Oh, wow! That just ended up in total, like, mm-hmm. mess. Oh, Burton's, wow. Burton started Skybrary, Sky a That's digital so library of books and videos 
which today is operated by the nonprofit Reading is Fundamental. Mm-hmm. And he's got a podcast called LeVar Burton Reads. That's okay. Burton declined to be interviewed for this article. That I bet. He's probably scared to say here. anything about any of this anymore. He doesn't want to get sued. He's advice from his lawyers. But that's Jeez. terrible. Why did they do that? PBS, what the hell? That would not have even been anything if it wasn't for Ooh, him. Wow. His personality and the way he interacted on oh, screen. Oh, wow. PBS. Man, that was naughty. Uh, maybe it was. I mean, I guess I should just something. PBS was a local, yeah. local affiliate. Local affiliate, yep. Just that, 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 that. Shame, local affiliate. Bad local affiliate. Bad. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Naughty. Naughty. Boy, you don't hear about that with the Mr. Rogers stuff. I mean, they let they let Daniel Tiger and all that be made. Um, and then also, I mean, even, I'm trying to think what else gets made. Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. Yeah, all kinds of stuff yeah. based on uh, Jim Henson's the dozer, stuff. Doozers. Yeah, just tons of stuff based yeah. on old ladies stuff like that. Wow. Boy, Reading Rainbow. Ouch. That lo- what exactly... Must be they thought they were going to lose money somehow on it, huh? Yeah. Well, that, now they that, really are. That sucks. That sucks. Oh, wow. Well, my childhood was just destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. I still will always believe in reading Rainbow, and I, I would encourage people like us that used to watch him to encourage your kids and grandkids to check out his podcast and yeah, listen yeah, to yeah, him yeah, read books. Yeah, yeah. Right, obviously. Support the source. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to transition now into the heavy, the heavy, heavy subject. Well, we could talk about it for a little bit. I mean, obviously, I don't think that we're going to be able to talk about anything that has already been said. There's I mean, a and, couple but... of points I want to bring up. Oh, okay. One of which, uh, who are we talking? We were talking to. I mean, who are we watching? Um, anyway, there's this article. I'm going to just start it off like this. There's an article in NPR which is dated March 4th. It's uh, entitled, Past U.S. Policy Toward Russia Looms Over How Biden Confronts Putin on Ukraine. Now, the other day we were watching, was it Bill Maher or something, and somebody was saying, if we hadn't, if after the wall, if after the Berlin Wall went down and after the, the Soviet Union broke up, if we'd have treated them differently. Yeah, Bill Maher was saying that he had it well. He had a Democratic congressman on his show, and I can't think of his name. And then, actually, I just saw another interview with that guy too. There's some Democratic congressman. I'll look him up really quick. Okay. He's kind of take a lead. It seems like on this for a lot of this um, in in the House. That is, uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I think that he was saying that we should have. Actually, it's a very very good point. Yes, and I, I totally agree with this. I don't agree with <coughs> a lot of what he says. Yeah. Uh, but this, no, I do, but this I, particular I, this thing. particular thing, though, I do agree with him. Um, he uh, he was saying that, that we should have really stepped up our game after the end of the Cold War. We should have went right in there, treated the former Soviet Union like it was Japan after the end of World War II, or Germany after the end of World War II, rebuilt their country, <coughs> really helped them out, get their system over to capitalism like help them get over to capitalism not just turn it into like a crony capitalist system which it turned it we just sort of like let it happen however the hell it was going to happen and gangsters just took over and yep. thugs yeah took over and that's that's who's still running it kind of putin is a thug kind of right and like that's we never ever should have allowed that to happen and now russia i feel like the or not i feel like but i mean everybody a lot of people i mean they're talking about this like they're they're Apparently, 
like he is representative of their like resentment towards the rest of the world for letting them down and it's akin to hitler the rise of hitler after world war one yep you know in germany where like after world war one germany was forced like basically into bankruptcy and they were forced to play reparations to the allied powers to france or well yeah whatever they're called at the time um, and uh, out to France and Britain and everybody who was in, you know, harmed or whatever in World War One, it destroyed their economy, completely made them resent the shit out of everything, um, and it just led directly to the rise of Hitler and to fascism and to the Nazis. And I feel, it, you know, it definitely seems right as if this situation at the end of the Cold War, we did not handle it well, and it led directly to like. For the lot to, to the rise of Putin 20 years ago, roughly uh, a little over 20 years ago, and then now Putin very, very slowly has been gobbling up country after country, you know, and it's just building up to this, you know. And um, he basically brought authoritarianism back into Russia, yep, you know. Um, they, they couldn't do democracy apparently, or no. they had no help from us though, right. And I think that's not that they couldn't do it. They could have done it. Maybe they would have had help. Like Japan had a ton of help from us. Yep. Tons. Um, and it won so, the hearts and minds. Yeah. We did a terrible thing. We rebuilt everything. Yeah. We went in there and we helped them gave them what yep. they needed yep. to, like, to rebuild. Ahead, and we're going to have a common culture here with yeah. you guys kind yeah. of in a way that, you know, and a bond here kind of. We kind of bonded with japan over that i feel like country yep. to country in a way psychologically and like that's something that just, never happened geez, with Russia. just never happened yeah we really really and because putin is part of the kgb era i mean he's from the kgb era he's from the cold war oh yeah yeah, yeah. he was like 39 so this when is when the really fell. yeah he in his head yeah. This is why it's in his head, but the regular Russian people are protesting. Well, they don't, they're they, not living they in that. Even, yeah, he they're, is. If they're 20, they weren't even born. Right, there. and they he's still he's still but, in the but, Cold War in his head. Yeah, and he shouldn't be. And he hates America. Apparently. He hates the West. We never. We should never let this happen again. Whatever we do, we need to, like, we cannot. We, we never should have let him take over Crimea either. Right. Without any... Or 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 Georgia, when he took over Georgia, really? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in, in, in two thousand eight, yep. they were talking about that. Like, we never should have let that even happen. That just like yeah. opened up. Like he just realized, oh, well, I can just start doing whatever the hell I want. You know, nobody gives a and shit. No one, no one's gonna stop me. You know, and um, he, yeah. So. And what's really really scary is that now he's like, well, the U.S. sanctions anybody who sanctions me, not just the U.S. but anyone, that means that. I, uh, that is a declaration of war on us, on war on Russia. So mm-hmm. then he can respond militarily, which is dangerous which because he's a nuclear con- country. It's not, yeah, it's not even that their military is particularly strong. No, I it's mean, about the, the nuclear. Yeah, it's all, everything is about mutually assured destruction now. We literally could all die if he just yeah, decides to that's press a button. That a lot of people seem to not understand when they're debating this, yes, uh, we can't risk that. That's why we can't have a. We can't even impose a no-fly zone. Correct. Uh, we can't do any of the things right. we would have done, like in Iraq, and right. which we've been doing for the last twenty years mm-hmm. and in thirty years, really, in the Middle East. We've been meddling in the Middle East, having no-fly zones here and there and everywhere, and bombing everybody everywhere and there. But like, we can't do any of that in this situation without risking, and he knows it, without risking mutually assured destruction. Yep. You know, so. 
Yes. And it's really sad that uh, Lindsey Graham, like, was suggesting that Russians assassinate Putin. That's like poking the bear is bad. They should not yeah, be doing that. Trump said something stupid too, right? Trump did. Yeah. He just, it's he an article in Mother Jones magazine. kill him or blame China or He something? suggests that we bomb the shit or out bomb, of Russia well, and blame China. Well, you can bomb Russia. So he wants to get Doesn't Russia and China to fight each other. Oh, 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 okay. That still is insane. It's and insane. And they shouldn't even be saying this at all work. in the public at all. Because mm-hmm. any little thing like that, man, yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. is a nut. He's 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 like very yeah. Yeah. scary, and he could just push right through. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very scary, uh, and we don't want nuclear war. I'm really scared of nuclear war. Yeah, because, I am for the first time since I was a kid. Yep. I think when I was a kid, I was actually it was on my worry list a little bit. Once Me I too. once I learned what it was and what it could do, yep. and that it existed, uh, you know, once I was old yep. enough to realize. I mean, not that we we weren't. Ra- I mean, obviously, I'm not old enough to have been part of the generation. You weren't either to be part of the generation that like like our parents' generation wrote. You know, uh, grew up in great fear of it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, great, great fear of it. No, we weren't. And that, but it definitely was a realistic proposition right. when we were growing up, I think. And there are so uh, many but, nuclear warheads that are in this world that if they started to shoot one, somebody else would shoot one. Yeah, that's And literally, risk. we're all going and to die. I'm actually really afraid that he's going to let, let one off because mm-hmm. he just tried to blame, he said Ukrainians are, are coming up with a dirty bomb, mm-hmm. which basically, whenever they... Actually, it's the same strategy as Republicans take uh, in and in, in the national sense of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just say what the what they're actually doing. Yep. Um, so that means that Putin is in, uh, has a dirty bomb and he's going to blow something up because he's saying Ukraine is going to do that. So that means that for sure, like almost like that's what his plan is now is to let off a nuclear weapon in the Ukraine somewhere um, and then blame Ukraine for it, um, which is going to be a disaster. Yep. And it. And untold, he's going to go down in history as if there's any history. If anything like that happens, into. he's going to go down in history as worse than Hitler. He's going to be the worst leader in human history. I'm hoping, possibly. I mean, it's just since the countries, since the countries have this mutually assured destruction thing, and that they are trying to do diplomatic measures instead. I'm hoping that there was some kind of development in some way of deflecting. Or something, nuclear weapons, if they're used. Well, yeah, no, no, I thought about that too. Like, at least, like, the United States, you know, might have lasers on satellites or something. Mm -hmm. They might be able to, like, destroy some of them. I still feel like it wouldn't get them all. Like, even if there was, like, a mass launch. Because, like, they have several thousand, we have several thousand. I feel like, yeah, we probably could shoot down a few. Mm -hmm. I mean, not enough. Not enough. Actually, in reality... Hell, man, it'd be better to be close to the epicenter of the explosion, just get it over with. I know I've actually thought about this now. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to live in that. Then the post-apocalyptic, you know, radio waste, radio radiation-infected wasteland that would be whatever Earth is at that point. Hell with that shit. So, yeah, be better just in, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> just shoot one right here. Just shoot it. <laughs> no, don't shoot it at all. You know, don't shoot yeah. it at all. <laughs> No nukes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I mean, if they're going to. Yeah, yeah I understand just what you're saying. Over with. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But, you know. Um, I did want to mention one other thing that I've noticed is that 
Americans are having quite an outpouring as as well as a lot of the other uh, uh, European countries this time. And we all have watched wars on our TVs, like in Af- you know the Afghanistan, Iraq, Africa, um, all kinds of different places in that were mainly populated by brown people. And I'd never seen people have this reaction like they're having now in America. And um, I've heard people saying that, well, it's because it's because they can see themselves, because they can see themselves in the Ukrainians because they're white. And I don't think that's necessarily the whole thing. I do think that exists and people can see themselves better in, in someone that looks like them. I get that. Yeah. under I understand that. But I also think that people I, are yeah. feeling this way, too, because... In some of those smaller countries, we didn't have, like you were saying earlier, the fear of nuclear weapons being used. And I think that that is striking the fear in the whole world. It is insane that the 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 speed at which an industrialized power can kill people, too. And it's not even... And he's it's, killing it's, kids It's a threat of civilians. nuclear weapons, but it's also just the indiscriminately... If you're indiscriminate... And you're an industrial power. I'm not going to say Russia's a superpower because they kind of cease being a superpower, but they're an industrial power. And you're indiscriminate, which, I mean, to be fair, a lot of countries that, that have been at war, we've been at war with, have been at war with each other in Africa, you know, Nigeria and all these places where they have, they're using like child soldiers. It's brutal and awful. But then you look at like Russia is like using dudes to just murder. Murder people. Shit tons of people. They're just like, Oh, apartments! Boom, blow them up. You know, just indiscriminately. Oh, and there's just, a school. On a scale, school, blow that blow up, up hospital. Yep, yep, yep. Just they're just indiscriminately just using artillery. You know, and so they're not even seeing what they're shooting. Really, they're just blowing up. You know, all kinds of shit. And and from yeah, and I think that like that's a, that's on a different level. Um, but it, but race is a factor too. I'm not going to deny that race is definitely a factor. I'm sure. Like there's race, racial uh, politics at play here. Seeing droves, millions of white people fleeing, you know what I mean, yep. and from carnage is something that you just don't see. It's very, very rare. You know, I think the last time that anything like that happened in our lifetimes would have been the '90s in the uh, former Yugoslavia, you know, right, in you know, Sarajevo and all that stuff. Yep. That that would have been the last time we saw anything like that. And obviously, there's a massive international response to that mm-hmm. when that happened. Um, Yep. Um, and that, that that's it's it's freaky, but you're right. This is this is even different than that. Russia is actually not again uh, not as strong militarily. I think as a lot of people thought. Uh, just just directly on the ground, you know. Um, but uh, but because uh, this is they haven't taken over the country. It's Sunday night right now. What is this? Uh, this is a March sixth Sunday night. Yeah, as of, as of right now, you know, they to my knowledge, at eight o'clock. They have not taken over the country. The country has not surrendered. They've been at this for two weeks straight. And they're losing a lot of soldiers. Uh, I've definitely heard casualty reports. Yeah. Rumors of casualty reports of right. up to like 10,000. Yeah, and they apparently they have so, like mobile yeah. cremation units that they're just Yeah, which is actually them. absolutely horrifying and depressing. It's, yeah, it's horrifying. Maybe I don't know how much we're reading here that is propaganda and how much is real, though. That's true. Um, I actually read that the bodies of Russian soldiers are just being left. You know, a lot of places, and they're not returning them to their families, which is also horrible. Like it's mm-hmm. just like they don't like that's something that I think in the United States we tend to prioritize. You know, or at least our in our invasions, which suck too. 
which I, you know, definitely didn't agree with invading back. Iraq at all, um, at all. Um, but, um, yeah, at least you get something back, um, or an attempt, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so this is just horrifying and, and all kinds of levels, obviously. Hopefully, and I have also read online, um, if this is true or not, but lots of Russians are trying to flee Russia at this point, too. Yes, I read so, that like, as that's, well. So that's the intelligentsia, or at least people that are smart, I guess, uh, like are just people who make their living online, YouTube people, rock stars, all these people that do something, like they're going to be trying to leave in droves, you know. And, the, and so. during the ceasefire here, mm-hmm. they were they were doing the ceasefire to let people leave, and then Russia... Oh, in the Ukraine, Only, you mean? Yeah, in Ukraine. Well, that's, that's, you just, you just, oh, I went back to the yeah, Ukraine, you, so we're talking about you. Yeah, not about Russian. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting, though, that the, the, there's actually Russian refugees, mm-hmm. possibly. They're going to start trying to leave. Although, you, from what I've read, you can't fly out of Russia to go anywhere because they're so blacked down now. Um, but they might be trying to just come over. They might just all really try to leave the country um, any way possible. I've heard know, the but, protesters have are are being beat down there, basically. The Russian protesters that are protesting the war. Yeah. And I, I, I have a friend that is Russian who's lived in Russia. I have been friends with them probably for 20 years. I met the guy on an Ojibwe language um what do you call it news feed thing back uh, then it was message board message board thank you yeah. and um he posted the day of the um the day that they started this he posted that he is so sorry and ashamed of his country for doing that just ashamed of them and feels horrible and there's like the people there don't mistake it's just like in our country like if our president does something we don't necessarily agree with it it doesn't mean that the russian people are bad we have to remember that there are russian immigrants in this country please don't no. be being mean to them it's not their fault <laughs> okay no Keep i don't think anybody, going to the restaurants or whatever at this point anybody thinks that i think but, that everybody thinks putin's a psychopath he's completely insane and yeah. He's just as happy to wreck his whole country and wreck his economy, wreck his people, wreck their reputation for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives, mm-hmm. you know, and, and our kids' lives maybe at this yep. point. No one will ever trust anything that Putin never says again. Um, it doesn't matter whether he's a nuclear power or not. Yep. It, it's just, I mean, no one want to do business there. No, because they'll just again. consider him a big just, rogue, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he, too, too unstable. Yeah. yeah, it's just too unstable. Why you need some stability to do business? Mm-hmm. You can't just have nu- the threat of nuclear war constantly. You know, right. it seems. Well, I guess you can, <laughs> but I mean, you can't have it like that unstable, though. You know, like it is currently. That's just a mess. So, so on a lighter note, I thought I'd get off the war for a minute. <laughs> no, maybe we should finish that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else to say about that right now. What else can you say? You know, but. We're all sitting on the edge of our seat praying for the people of the Ukraine and all the Russian people, too, that are... Praying for humanity. Yes. I'm starting to realize that this... I mean, it's a bigger thing. It seems like a flaw in humanity. It seems like we're... Like, like if you believe that, that we should have handled the U.S., the former USSR differently, like, why did we fuck that up? Yeah. Like, it's not just Russia's fault. No. It's... That makes it our... Well, humanity's fault. Like, we need to, like go in and help people when they're hurting and down 
instead of just kicking them in the face. Right? It's like sort of like a, mental health yeah, for a, a country level. Like, yeah, mental health for a country. <laughs> like, you know, the fall of the USSR really hurt that hurt those countries, mm -hmm. right. uh, for a bunch of different countries, right? And we should have been there to reach out and be like, all right, we're going to smooth this. We, we know you, it's going to be hard to go capitalists. Hard, you know? But we're going to smooth this over. We're going to invest a lot of money. We're going to help you start some your, some of your own businesses and be more successful you know what I mean? And do this stuff right. You know what I mean? Exactly like we did after At the World same War II, time as having know? the humanitarian aid and the and yeah, humanitarian aid, social food, network things food, and food yeah, and then uh, shelter and everything, everything like shelter, that. Yeah. You know, like, Education. Like there's a lot of people, a lot of suffering that happened in Russia in the 90s. And Putin really arose from that. I mean, he was a strong man who gave them stability in a time of great chaos, really. You know, they, there's terrorist acts all the time happening, all kinds of crazy shit right, that time. And yep. he's just like, nope, putting into that, but I get to be authoritarian now. Mm -hmm. And that's, ugh, that's a huge mistake. We never should have allowed that to happen, obviously. Oh, yeah. Now we're regretting it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're right. Yeah, I'm getting sidetracked back. Okay, let's, okay. let's, let's, uh, yeah, we can, we don't have to go too much longer, actually. It's, uh, Okay. <laughs> I have two more things just to lighten it up at the end of this mm -hmm. podcast to leave you with not yeah. a scared evening in your bed <laughs> staring at the ceiling and not being able to sleep like the rest of us when uh -huh. we watch the news. But anyways, okay, so there's this really cute article in NPR and it was published on March 6th and it says, uh, the title is Press 3 for a pep talk from kindergartners. A new hotline gives you options for joy. So the article goes through here. This is a um, an actual hotline, and it was uh, developed by two teachers. And uh, if you call the number, which it gives the number in the article, um, you'll get encouraging words from a resilient group of kindergartners. And they're from uh, California. They're Haroldsburg, California. So if you call it, it'll, the kids' voices will prompt you from a main of, menu of uh, options. So the kids will say, the kids say, if you're feeling mad, frustrated, or nervous, press one. If you need words of encouragement and life advice, press two. If you need a pep talk from kindergartners, press three. If you need to hear kids laughing with delight, press four. For encouragement in Spanish, press five. Well, you, let me just say, I would be pressing four over and over again just to hear the kids Did you laugh. Dial it? Um, the the did. reporters did dial it. I have oh, not dialed yeah, it, yeah. but I want to dial it now. You should dial it. Um, <laughs> um, and then pressing three leads to a chorus of kids sounding off a series of uplifting mantras such as <laughs> "Be grateful for yourself." If you're feeling up high and unbalanced, think of groundhogs. Another time, then, <laughs> bro, you're looking great. <laughs> so anyway, I thought that was some positive positive thing to end with and the number is 707-998-8410 listen to the Ooh. kindergartners and then um a real quick thing on fashion uh i have noticed this so npr also is doing this under pop culture there um there's an article called from from Tumblr core to 2014 core, the nostalgia <laughs> loop is getting smaller and faster. So I've been oh noticing God. like yeah. ads on my Facebook for clothes from like various places. And there's like bell bottoms. There's metallic um, fabrics that are from like the 90s, the aughts. 
um, crop tops, and then also high jeans, like high mom jeans. And like, it's like everything all at once. And this article goes into it. Like, it used to be a 20 year cycle. Yeah. And yeah. it's not anymore. Like the younger, like, well, I could, like or even through, well, I remember like in the nineties, uh, a lot of sixties stuff was popular again. Mm-hmm. Um, and now then, they're like, being you could say, this... like in the in the, um, in the a lot of eighties stuff got popular, you know, and like what, 20, 30 years after the eighties. Yeah. Um, and then it talks about like even music, like, what, you know, six years. <laughs> yeah, and then like at the end here it says like now the young people are like nostalgic for twenty fourteen or two thousand nine. Or, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. Like, there's all kinds of stuff going on in fashion now. It's like it's all jumbled up. It's not a 20-year cycle. And I just thought that was fun. Boop. Oh, and that means it's time to go. Our kids are knocking the on the door. The kids are smashing down the doors. <laughs> kids smash on doors. Smash, smash, smash. Mom! There they come. Here come the... The hands on the window yep, pane. Yep, on that note, then. Uh, Have a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope to Bama. see you next week. <laughs> Bama P, or Bama Hot Mama. Yeah, Bama Hot Mama. <laughs> Bama P, go on, man. Bama P, go on, man.